Welcome to We Need to Talk About Tech, where we talk about the past, present, and future of technology. Hello, everyone in podcast land. Today, we're talking about Google I.O. and all the rumors that actually turned out to be true this year. We finally mourn the loss of the last iPods to ever be made. All right. Starting off with the main topic. Google I.O. happened today, Google 2022 I.O. happened today, which is typically their uh, developer conference. They talk about, you know, new software updates coming out for Android, the next version of Android OS. Uh, They talk about, you know, a lot of AI focused stuff, not typically an event where they reveal, you know, many physical products. And in our last episode, we gave a little bit of a preview on it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I think we both weren't expecting much from this, right? We didn't really think, oh, you know, they probably won't show off the phone. Hopefully we get the watch, but probably not going to get the watch either. Yeah. I think that's pretty much the sentiment of our last episode. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to our surprise and to pretty much everyone's surprise, they showed off the Pixel 6a. They showed off Pixel Buds Pro. They showed off a sneak peek of the next Pixel 7 and pixel 7 pro they showed off the pixel watch and at the very end of everything they showed off a a sneak peek another sneak peek at a pixel tablet so i think i was i wasn't watching the event live i know you were watching and you were like yeah nothing really going on they're talking about some software stuff they're talking about you know google wallet android 13 is coming out soon and then it was like within the span of 10 minutes oh 6a oh pixel buds oh pixel watch 7 7 pro like it all just came flooding in right at the end um so i guess the main thing or the first thing up the pixel 6a so i know we've been talking about this for a while or you know kind of speculating on when it does eventually come out are they going to use the same tensor chip that they use in the 6 and the 6 pro because typically with their a series phones they use you know a slightly uh a lesser version, let's say, of a Snapdragon chip. But now since Google is making the phones that they're putting in the Pixel lineup, we're wondering, are they going to have, you know, a, a lower version of the Tensor chip or are they, is it going to get the same chip? And it they put the same chip. It's the same Tensor chip, now slightly less RAM, so six gigabytes, whereas the regular Pixel 6 has eight gigabytes, the 6 Pro has 12 gigabytes, but it's the same processor. Uh, it's coming in at the same price as the 5A, so 449, which is another good thing to see. And you know, typical A series things like it only has 128 gigabytes of storage, doesn't have wireless charging. It has you know just a regular 60 hertz refresh rate, uh, lower weather resistance, but it has some, I guess, non A series things like. Typically, the A series has a slightly, let's say, lesser fingerprint sensor or, you know, a slightly lesser biometric verification. It has the same in-display fingerprint sensor. Some people may be happy about it. Some people not so happy about it because there's been a lot of complaints about it. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, it has no headphone jack. The A series has typically always had a headphone jack where the main lineup didn't. Typically, the A series also is made out of plastic, whereas this isn't made out of plastic. And typically, the A series has the same cameras as their flagships, 
this one is going down to a 12 megapixel instead of a 50 megapixel but before the pixel sixes it's the 12 megapixel sensor that they were using so it's not like it's a completely untested you know who knows what this sensor is going to do this is a sensor that pixel has been working with for like want to say three or four years so they're very familiar with the hardware and they've shown that they can get good pictures out of it another I don't, you know welcome thing depending on who you are it's also smaller and lighter than the six and the six pro i think the six pro is 6.7 inches the six is 6.4 inches this pixel 6a is 6.1 inches so the smaller out of the pixel lineup now if you compare it to you know iphones or other phones out there it's not 6.1 inches isn't small but as far as pixel phones go it's the smallest one pre-orders start on july 21st and they'll start shipping on july 28th so for the pixel 6a were you one were you surprised to see it and are you surprised to see that they have the same tensor chip that it has the same build quality are you surprised to see that it doesn't have a headphone jack what are your thoughts on it yeah so i, I was definitely surprised to see it but overall i, I really like the device it did a lot of things that I've said in the past I've, I really like from phones. For example, like you mentioned, smaller. It's now got a 6.1-inch display. And not only is that smaller than the, the Pixel 6, but it's also smaller than the Pixel 5a, uh, which I believe had a 6.3-inch phone around there. Um, and that phone wasn't that big. It was a pretty you know compact phone as well. So this getting even more compact is really nice. Now, we pretty much only got to see like press shots from it. Um, they didn't show it on stage and in, in person or anything like that. It was just, you know, the shots from the slideshow. And it really makes me wonder what they're doing with the bezels of this thing. If it's going to have like really large uh, bezels or, you know, more minimalist bezels. I think we did see a bit of that from the normal Pixel 6. The normal Pixel 6 definitely had larger bezels than the Pixel 6 Pro. But... Honestly, that doesn't really matter to me all that much. I think the price is great, $449. Uh, definitely, I've said in the past, I'd love to see phones at the $399 price point. But with the iPhone SE going up in price by, I think, $20 to $30, to me, this, at least for me, is a better buy. Because like you mentioned, it has, you know, uh, the same kind of design as the, as the Pixel 6 and the Pixel 6 Pro, which is far more modern than the iPhone SE. Uh, has been doing and it's only I think 10 or 20 dollars more compared to that phone so I think that's great like you said also has the flagship tensor chip obviously not on the level as as iPhone ships but still great and also has the aluminum frame from the uh, pixel 6 line so it's not a plastic frame still got that that hopefully durable uh, durable uh, frame around the phone and obviously pixels have always been pretty good when it comes to taking pictures hopefully this continues that so yeah, this is in towards the front of my list of, of readily available phones that I would get to replace my phone um, if I did need to replace it right now. But there is the one big, well, two big issues, one of them bigger than the others with the phone. Obviously, no micro SD uh, expandable storage. Pixel has never had that. Nexus has never had that, at least not for a very long time. So that's expected. But the no headphone jack really hurts uh, for me as someone who uses the headphone jack all the time. Uh, and I imagine it's probably not going to come with an adapter in the box, no charger, stuff like that, that modern phones don't do. 
So that is a little bit of a hit for me, but overall, I think it's a great phone. Um, hopefully they work on the bugs. There has been a lot of bugs with the Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro. Hopefully they work on that. But if they do, you know, they announced this thing is going to have five years of security updates. Uh, and it's going to come with uh, Android 13 at some point when that launches. And uh, it seems like a really, really good phone for the value, considering it's still using the flagship ship. So, yeah, I'm definitely on board with the 6A. Yeah, seems like it seems like a great phone, right? It seems like a great bundle. I think the fact that it, it has so many of the same specs as the Pixel 6, which we kind of already said at the end of last year was, you know, probably the best bang for your buck phone you could get. Mm -hmm. And it has a lot of the same things, you know, minus minus the storage options, you know, slightly smaller screens, slightly smaller battery, slightly less RAM. But in the grand scheme of things, I think this is, I mean, we'll see what else comes out with the rest of the year, but I think this could be the best value phone that that's, you know, going to be out in 2023. Yeah. Next up in Google IO, they revealed the Pixel Buds Pro. Now this was, you know, a little bit of rumors floating around this, not as much as other things, but they finally came out with a pro, you know, quote unquote pro version of their Pixel Bud series. I think currently they're only selling the Pixel Buds A series on their website, which are $99 headphones, no active noise cancellation. But this one has what they're calling their silent seal trademark technology, uh, creates active noise cancellation. You can turn transparency mode on and off, you know, kind of like the Sony link buds, you know, it, instead of cutting a hole in your headphones, we'll just put transparency mode on has 11 hours of listening time, or if you're using active noise cancellation, has seven hours, features Google Assistant, features, you know, you can switch devices seamlessly, can translate up to 40 languages in real time, and it's going to go on sale for $199. And just like the Pixel 6a, pre-orders will start on the 21st of July, and you'll be able to have them shipped to you on the 28th of July. So, I, you know, there's a lot of headphones out there. It's definitely a competitive market. I'd say definitely more so than phones. So the 199 price is good for active noise cancellation, but it's also when they eventually do come out, how good is, it, is this active noise cancellation going to be? I mean, the gold standard right now is the Apple AirPods Pro and one, because it's Apple, but two, because they do the best job of active noise cancellation. They do the best job of a transparency mode. They do the best job or probably one of the best jobs of actual, you know, phone call conversations sounding the best to the other person on the other end of the line. So it's great. They're coming in at a 199 price. It's great that it can have all these features, but how good is it going to sound? Let's say if you're listening to music and how good is it going to be on a phone call? Um, but I'm definitely excited for it. I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing people get their hands on these, seeing people review these, but what are your thoughts on the Pixel Buds Pro? Yeah, these are, this is one of those products that I'm not really interested in at all or excited about at all. Uh, generally I, I just don't like buds, um, earbuds. It just goes for AirPods or, or any manufacturer that makes earbuds. I don't personally like in-ear style. Um, you don't like the headphones. link buds? No. Um, the, the only ones that... I mean, the Link Buds are cool, but I don't consider those those 
I'll take that back. Yes, I do like the link buds, but those aren't mm-hmm. in ear buds, right? Those sit on your ear, kind of the same thing as the Galaxy Buds Live, I believe it is, which is the bean ones that mm-hmm. uh, don't actually go in your ear. Those I'm fine with. These do go in your ear, uh, and I, I've never been a fan of those. But then also, I also like wired headphones. Uh, I use wired headphones pretty much every day. I have multiple pairs, and uh, that's just where I I prefer to use. But this does have some cool features, like you mentioned. It has the ANC, the active noise canceling. Uh, it has uh, extra software uh, that will prevent sound leakage and sound leaking in uh, around the ear tips, which is pretty cool. It will support spatial audio, which is a big feature for AirPods that not a lot of headphones really have right now. Uh, although it, that won't happen at launch, that will happen at a later date. And uh, the good old later date update. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but then also, I think what's the key to these to differentiate themselves from uh, AirPods, especially for Android users, is going to be obviously that software, Google's patented software, but also assistant support. Uh, which if it can handle assistant support well with Android phones or even, who knows, maybe in the future there's an update where these things can handle assistant, uh, maybe even some basic stuff independent from a phone. I think that could be a huge feature for for Pixel Buds. Obviously, Google I.O. is generally a software event. There's been a lot of hardware at this one. But uh, yeah, I think the future of assistant on devices separate from phones is going to be huge. Whether or not that exists with the Buds Pro, you know, remains to be seen, but overall, uh, doesn't do too much for me. Um, no, yeah, that would, if they do have Google Assistant and all of you know all the features that they've listed without a phone, like if you're on either you forget your phone at home or you purposely leave your phone at home, or maybe you go for a run and you don't want to have to carry your phone with you and you want you know maybe Google Assistant for directions and that's able to function without a phone, I think that'd be a pretty amazing feature. But yeah, it's something we'll have to wait and see for. Now, those were the things that are coming out immediately. Well, coming out in July, near the end of July. They also revealed a few other things that are coming out in the future. So we got a sneak peek at the Pixel 7 and Pixel 7 Pro. I think this is something that no one else expected. And we finally had the Pixel Watch officially announced. No more rumors no more leaks no more someone left it behind in a bar and their friend took pictures of it so they've officially announced and shown press images and i guess yeah some press images of the pixel watch and also the pixel tablet which i definitely haven't seen anything about Mm -hmm. no not too many specs on it i think they said it's going to be a bit mid-range to high end of a tablet it's coming out in 2023 at some point the Pixel Watch is coming out in fall of some point this year, and Pixel 7 and 7 Pro are coming out later on this year, probably fall to winter, probably around November. But yeah, I guess out of these three devices, the Pixel 7s, the Pixel Watches, the Pixel Tablets, which are you, which were you most surprised by, and which one are you looking forward to the most? On both accounts, it's the Pixel 7. Uh, it, it's funny. We joked about this, uh, or I joked about this uh, right before the podcast, about how on last podcast, I was like, well, if we don't see the Pixel 6a, I wouldn't be surprised if they announce it after they announced the Pixel 7. Uh, and they didn't do that here, but I'm just shocked that they announced the Pixel 7 today. It, it doesn't make any sense as to why, especially because <laughs> right before they talked about the Pixel 6a, 
they talked about how the Pixel 6 and the Pixel 6 Pro is the best-selling Pixel device yet. To the point where yeah, it's fastest-selling phone. Yeah, to the point where it sold more than the Pixel 4 and 5 combined. And their idea to, I guess, completely stop the Pixel 6 from selling is to announce a Pixel 7, uh, which doesn't make any sense to me. <sighs> but um, it, it looks really cool. Like I gotta admit, this thing looks awesome. Um, from what they've shown, they, they showed two different versions, and I think they're doing what Apple does uh, with their phones, which I, I think is kind of interesting, where the Pixel 7, the base model, is going to have the same kind of aluminum and glass as the current Pixel 6, but the the 7 version is going to be matte. The metal is going to be like a matte coating, um, whereas mm. the Pro version is going to have a shiny metal coating. And uh, that's something that that iPhone does with the the base level uh, iPhones and then the pro level iPhones. The pro level has the polished stainless steel and then the base level has like the matte aluminum. It looks like Pixel is doing something similar. But also what they've done is they've molded the camera bar completely into the frame of the phone. So it's one continuous piece similar to what uh, Samsung did with the Galaxy phone. Not the this last one, but the one before that. But this to me looks way, way better. And it has the same kind of camera uh, cutout as the uh, Pixel 6a. So the Pixel 6a seems to be more in line with the Pixel 7 design than the Pixel 6 design, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, I think this phone looks uh, fantastic from some of the... I hope these are the colors that they launch them in uh, because the colors that they've shown, they, they have this one that's like a, a rose gold with gray. And it's just a really cool looking uh, two-tone design. They're keeping that two-tone design. But other than that, we don't know anything else about it. We don't know price. We don't know uh, specs other than the fact that it is going to use a next-generation version of the Tensor chip. Um, but yeah, uh, it's going to come this fall. That's really interesting to me just because it was completely unexpected. The tablet, also completely unexpected. That's not going to come out until 2023. That's very far away. And also, I think it doesn't look very cool. Uh, it looks like an Android version of like the base-level iPad which to me is a little bit unexciting. I was hoping we, if they do release a tablet, it would be something that has a design that's that's a little bit different than what we've seen in the past. That's not the case. Uh, and the watch. So the watch is the exact same design that we've seen leaked. So there's nothing special there. Once again, no price. Uh, but we did get a, a couple of interesting uh, specs or, or ideas about how this thing is going to work. One, it's going to be the, its fitness uh, tracking is going to be powered by Fitbit, which is great. Uh, I think you were talking about how fitness is really important to you on a smartwatch. There really isn't any brand out there that's as big with fitness trackers as Fitbit right now. Google owns Fitbit, obviously. So to integrate that into Android Wear, into this specific watch, which it's going to have exclusivity for, at least when it comes out, uh, is a big thing. Uh, they also talked a lot about ambient computing, which... When uh, I mentioned the Pixel Buds having assistant features and Google features outside of, of use with the phone, the reason why I brought that up is that's something that they brought up with this watch, of it being able to do things completely independent from your phone, things like uh, you know navigation and uh, questions to the assistant and you know paying for things. So I imagine this watch is probably going to have some cellular connectivity. Great, really like that. Uh, and... Uh, it's it's coming this fall with the Pixel 7. So it seems like they want to match those two things up. That being said, without a price and uh, 
you know, it's kind of keeping with that same design, like I mentioned, with the non-standard uh, watch bands, which is something I'm really not into. This is definitely lower on my list than, than the Pixel 7, um, and probably lower on my list than even the Pixel 6a. As someone who loves uh, wearables, this one, once again, not really doing it for me. But hopefully when we get more details, it will turn out to be really cool. But for you, do any of these really stand out, or uh, are you interested at all in the Pixel Watch with its clear focus on fitness um so i'd say the one that stands out the most to me would probably be the pixel watch mm. like you said because of its clear focus on fitness so i have an apple watch i used to have a fitbit but i actually still use my fitbit just for sleep tracking mm. because i find it's it gives you more information and it seems a lot more accurate than the apple watch does so I guess the fact that the fact that the Pixel Watch has Fitbit built into it, which is to be expected, as you said, Google owns Fitbit, so it only makes sense to put Fitbit tracking on the Pixel Watch. After that, I would say the Pixel 7 and 7 Pro. Not to say that you know I'm interested in buying one of them. I mean, maybe depending on the price, if it comes in at under $449, and maybe I'd buy a Pixel 7, and then the tablet last. The Pixel Watch, as I said, fitness tracking, we've seen this for a while. The design, I like the circular design, but, you know, the bezels are kind of big on it. Yeah, It doesn't seem the most, like the most elegant watch, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of features with Wear OS that will, you know, kind of make it more appealing to people. As far as the 7 and 7 Pro, you know, you brought up a good point. The Pixel 6 and 6 Pro have been doing amazing for Google. And then I, for no reason, they decide to confirm the Pixel 7 and 7 Pro. Some people are saying, you know, okay, Google has leaks happening all the time as a way to get in front of the leakers. Maybe they're deciding to do the leaking themselves. So it's like, oh, well, we beat you to it. But then it's also, now that you've confirmed it, why would anyone buy the 7? Why, I mean... Why would people necessarily buy the 6A unless they're specifically interested in a budget device? Yeah. Right? Because we know that the 7 is going to come out in the fall sometime. So it's almost, why would you... Yeah. They're kind of shooting themselves in the foot unnecessarily, especially with how successful their 6 and 6 Pro have been doing. But I do like the design of it. You know, I do like that they stuck with a sort of the camera bar in the back of it. I do like the cutouts that they've made for the different lenses. As you mentioned, I think it's a cool design aspect. It seems like the camera bar has kind of, they've thinned it out a bit. It's a little bit closer to being flush. Definitely, definitely not flush with the back of the phone, but it doesn't seem like it sticks out as much as at least in these press images. Mm -hmm. And I think it's smart that they've blended the camera bump into the back of the, or into the sides of the phone. That's one thing that people were saying when they first got the Pixel 6s and the 6 Pro and when they were unboxing them is it seems like the camera bar should blend into the frame. You know, devices like the S21 Ultra, like you mentioned, or devices like the S20 Ultra also, they had the same camera bump blending into the side of the phone and one seamless piece of metal. So the fact that the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro didn't was a little bit jarring. People found it was a dust magnet also, just which would be very annoying. But 
you know, it, it's showing that they're able to, and it's not a huge criticism, but it's showing that they're able to see, okay, what are people saying about our phone? What is the feedback we're getting? And they're making adjustments based off of that, which I think is very smart of them and very good to see. The Pixel tablet, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look very good. They're saying it's supposed to be a premium device. I mean, they have, they clearly have a design language with the six, with the six A, with the seven. I don't see why they didn't continue that. You know, it's, it's they're kind of building a brand for themselves, or they're building a design aesthetic for themselves. Mm-hmm. And this tablet, at least what they've shown of it so far, almost seems like it belongs with the four A in terms of how it was designed. Yeah. Now, when the 4A came out, yeah, it was perfectly fine design. But when you're trying to sell a, a mid-range to premium tablet, okay isn't good enough, especially when you're trying to make Pixel more of a premium thing. You know, the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro were their first premium devices. They have this the Pixel Buds Pro coming out. They have their first watch coming out, which, you know, not uber premium looking, but looks pretty nice so i'm sure that they're gonna have quite a few design changes by the time this comes out in 2023 but at the moment i am definitely not interested in it and it's also surprising too that they would mention this like yeah it's like no one at least known that i've heard of or heard from or seen of expected this device to come and they weren't really saying like oh man we can't wait for this pixel tablet to come out but We'll see. I mean, especially after you look at the success of iPads, you look at Samsung and their tab series. It's yeah, they're going to definitely have to upgrade how this thing looks and step up the quality of this device if they really want to compete with Samsung and with Apple in the tablet space. Completely agree. It's it it just feels like, um, you know, this event was meant or like the Buds Pro and the Pixel 6a. And a lot of these other things seem like they were announced a little bit early, whether or not that was for developers, uh, because maybe they're going to see specific references to those in the Android 13 beta, which I wouldn't be surprised. I have heard like a lot of these leaks came from references in the Android 13 beta um, that people were noticing, or whether or not it was like you said, just to come out ahead of the leakers, you know, that could 100% be the case as well. But yeah, I think the Pixel 6a takes the cake for this event simply because, you know, they didn't they didn't blow it. They they made a device that has the same design language as the Pixel 6, which is a cool design language, shrunk down camera bar and a shrunk down price. And uh, just to go over uh, the a couple of things that we didn't mention between the difference between that and the Pixel 6, uh, they both have the full HD uh, plus OLED screens, but the 6a has a 60 hertz screen as opposed to the 90 hertz screen of the 6. Uh, and the, uh, the back of the 6A is a plastic back, even though it still has the aluminum frame, it is a plastic back with a Gorilla Glass 3 on the front, whereas the original 6, 6, the original Pixel 6 had Gorilla Glass Victus on the front and Gorilla Glass 6 on the back. So small changes there, but still a big battery with, with, um, very close to the Pixel 6. So yeah, I think that's the, the coolest, uh, device, at least in my opinion, from the entire event. Uh, well, at least from what we've talked about, but but how about you? Do you do you feel like the six A kind of stole the show, or do you think something else kind of? I think the six A was. I think the six A was definitely the star of the show. Mm-hmm. One thing we didn't mention was they showed their 
AR glasses. Yes, yes. Or not, you know what I mean? It's not official. They didn't say that these are coming out, but they had a little trailer. They showed people using it. How do you feel about the AR glasses? We talked about this on the last podcast. So are you excited that, okay, it's not just rumors. It's not just people digging through, you know, Android beta code. And this is something that Google is saying they're working on. A billion percent. This is why I said out of what we talked about, the Pixel 6a was my favorite. <laughs> Overall, these AR glasses conceptually blew me away because it's exactly what it's almost like a, a full on response to what we talked about on the last podcast of exactly what I was looking for. Google specifically talked about this is something to replace your phone, to completely be used independent from a phone uh, that is more focused on you engaging with the world around you as opposed to screens or virtual reality or stuff like that. It's to enhance what's going on around you, which is 100%, I think, uh, an awesome device to have. Now, all they really showed off with it, and it was conceptual, uh, what they were showing was live translate, which is huge because that is a feature that's available on Pixel phones and stuff like that, where someone can talk to you and it will live translate or even if if you point your phone at a sign that's in a different language or a menu it will live uh translate that to whatever language you want it to be and now they're doing that with these glasses where if someone's speaking it to you at, in a different language you'll get a text representation in your uh native language of what they're saying and then you can respond and if they're wearing the same glasses they can see a representation of what you're saying in their language it's such a cool idea i think the design if they can get something that uh, technologically capable in something that minimalist, because it, it just looks like a pair of glasses, uh, that would be cool. I, I'm still skeptical. I'm taking it with a grain of salt because obviously this is like a, a curated demo with, I'm sure, a lot of CG and, and not really actual representation of what was going on. But mm -hmm. if it is a proof of concept of something that they can actually do right now, 100% on board. This is the coolest thing ever. Uh, and it goes, it, it coincides with how they started the show, which even though it wasn't about hardware, they talked about a couple of things that, uh, I guess, mm, expansions to Google Assistant that I think are so cool. And one of them is Google Lens. What they showed is, let's say, for example, you wanted to buy a friend, a chocolate bar that who really liked dark chocolate and was allergic to nuts. What the way, the demo that they showed at the beginning of the show is you can point your phone at the grocery aisle. So instead of looking through every single one, it will highlight specific chocolate bars that meet that criteria. So you don't have to look through every single one. It will just highlight it. You can pick it up and you can go. And they showed a bunch of demos like this of where they want the future of assistant to go, including uh, natural kind of conversations of, you know, stopping your conversations with ums and, you know, Google assistant, knowing what you mean, even if you don't complete the sentence or you don't know exactly what you're asking for. And to bake that into a pair of AR glasses like this, if they can meld all these things together, the best of Google, uh, to me, this is like the, the greatest device ever, the replacement for a phone. I'll throw my phone away and get these pairs <laughs> of glasses um, and I would never look back. But yeah, I thought it was really cool. But how about you? Did you, did you like uh, their little demo there? Or did you think it maybe was a little bit too optimistic? I think it was cool. I like the demo. Mm -hmm. Um I'm not going to say it was too optimistic because I don't think they really gave a date, right? They didn't no. give a, a, I guess, a time frame and what point they want to get these out. So for all we know, this could be like, hey, in 10 years, you'll be able to do this. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, 
the fact that it is a concept and they've, you know, they've confirmed it and they said, hey, this is something we're working on. That's a good sign. Google doesn't have the best track record of following through on things. Very so true. I like that they're admitting that they're, you know, working on it. You know, we've heard rumors of AR glasses and VR glasses from Google, from Apple, from everyone. We haven't seen anything yet. So the fact that they're saying this is promising, but it will be more promising when they have something actual to show off. That's yeah, that's my stance on it. And finally, on the podcast, we're going to say a brief farewell to the iPod. After nearly 22 years, Apple is stopping production of its devices that changed consumer electronics and led to the creation of the iPhone. Yeah, I don't, this is not really surprising news, but surprising like, oh man, there's not going to be any more iPods. And even though I don't, I couldn't tell you how many people I've seen with an iPod, unless it's one from like 10 years ago that they just happened to hold on to. I think I definitely still have my first iPod. Still turns on, still plays music. Mm-hmm. It's a great device. But yeah, it's a little bit sad. The end of an era, definitely. I mean, I was thinking when I when I first heard the news, I was thinking, I remember a time where I had a, you know, a smartphone, a Windows phone, and I had an iPod. And I was like, man, it would be great if both of these were one device and I didn't have to carry around my iPod. I didn't have to carry around my phone. I didn't have to carry around. Uh, I think I had some other sort of device. And now they're all combined into one, just a regular phone. And every phone, really, every phone's an iPod. Every phone's a smartphone. So it makes sense that they're stopping production on these because nobody really needs these anymore unless someone's feeling super nostalgic. But yeah, definitely the end of an era. And now anyone born after today, is when they grow up, and like, oh, it was an iPod. Like, yeah, we had a separate device. Mm-hmm. Just to play music. Or I'm sure people born like after 2000 probably say that. So I don't know what I'm saying after today. But now truly people will not know what it was like to carry a device just to listen to music on. It's so true. Like what do you think about just how prevalent iPods were? But it's it's so uh, so much like the conversations. Like our generation, we lived through cassette tapes and CDs and then mp3 players and that's when ipods kind of took over and and everyone had one and yeah they're they're after 20 years they're they're getting rid of of all ipods i believe the one that they're still selling right now is the ipod touch and when supplies run out they're not making any more that's it and yeah i think i think you're 100 right it's phones can do all that stuff there's no real need for these dedicated devices i think the only people that an iPod touch or something like that would be useful for is maybe like a kid who doesn't have a smartphone yet. But the reason why that's still kind of a a big issue is, you know, I I mentioned cassette tapes and CDs and and MP3 players and stuff like that. That, Those were the times of when your music was local onto your, on your device. Nowadays there's Spotify and YouTube music and idle and all these services. You're listening to music over the internet. It's not really stored on your phone uh, like it used to be. So it makes these these devices even less useful because unless you have a data connection on something like a phone, you're probably not going to have access to the all the music that you want to have access to. So yeah, it, mm-hmm. it, I think you're right. It's just as much as I'd love to see the iPod Touch 
a new version of it and that continue to exist, it's really not all that useful in today's kind of standards. So yeah, I, I guess got to see it go. Yeah. I mean, you brought up a very good point. You know, if you have a kid, let's say, and this is their first device, they don't have a phone. Maybe for whatever reason, you don't want them to have a phone. This iPod touch, especially, which is essentially an iPhone, what, seven, I'd say maybe an iPhone six. It's essentially giving them a phone without giving them a phone. Yeah. And I guess maybe if you're a parent, if you're going to give your kid a device, you might as well make it a phone so that if you need to call them and they're out on the road and, you know, they don't have connection to Wi-Fi, you can still get a hold of them. I guess that's the main reason to give a kid a phone or give a kid a device like this. And everyone has tablets now. Everyone has Chromebooks now. So, yeah, it's it's really not something that's necessary. And I mean, especially if you look at the entry level prices, it's what one ninety nine for an iPod Touch. For iPhone SE, it's four twenty nine. They're essentially the same device, except okay, one has five G, one is gonna get a lot more software updates, one is gonna do everything that they need to do faster. And then if hey, you know, if you need to call them, you don't have to worry if they're on a Wi Fi network or not. So, yeah, sad to see it go, end of an era, but. Yeah, no one really uses iPods anymore like that. And definitely people aren't buying them like that. So yeah, maybe, maybe with them getting rid of the iPod touch and stopping production with it, maybe it means the iPhone mini stays around for one more generation. Maybe they're redirecting their resources to the iPhone mini. Uh, maybe. Not. I doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> I, <I'm not>. you. <laughs> I think this is probably them saying, we need all the chips we can get. Let's just cancel everything that isn't the best-selling stuff we make. Yeah. They got to make that cinema display you were talking about. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's coming. Hey, you know what? That could be an excuse. That could be an excuse. Oh, they're out of chips. That's why they didn't announce it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, any closing statements? Uh, no, it's just a, a really cool Google I.O. Very surprising that we got to see so much hardware. Uh, and going off what you were saying about the tablet, I really hope that's not the tablet that they released. Cause that tablet looks so boring. Uh, yeah. I hope they, by time that does actually come out, it's actually something that's cool and interesting because uh, Android needs some more cool and interesting tablets other than just what Samsung's doing. Definitely. Take it easy. Everyone in podcast land. Get you in the next episode.